Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. I'm uh, one of the leaders here on the Word team for the Gap Church, and I have the special privilege of actually uh, sharing a word with you all today. So I'm super, super excited, and I know that God is going to do some amazing things. So everybody says amen. Perfect, perfect. Uh, well, if this is your first time here, this is the Gap Church, where we are filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And um, if you've been here two, three, four, five times, welcome back. <laughs> if you've been with us for the past uh, one, two, three, four weeks, we've been in a series called Mind Games. Everybody say that. Mind Games. And this is a series on basically spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare, right? And last week... Um, Emeka started the sub-series of uh, mind games, which we're calling the voice of God. Everybody say the voice of God. The voice of God. God. And Emeka did a wonderful job. Uh, He spoke exactly on on encounters and lifestyles. How many of y'all were able to listen to that, whether on YouTube or you were here last week? I know there's more of y'all. Come on. Well, that was a wonderful sermon by Mecca. Um, and yeah, I, I just believe that uh, God has given me something to kind of just continue it, it on for this week. And even last week, you know, when Mecca was preaching, I had no idea what I was going to uh, share. Um, so on Monday, I was praying just normally, and there was a prayer point that the Holy Spirit gave to me. And I prayed it, you know, then I went to work, and for some reason, that prayer point stuck with me. Um, that prayer point just stuck with me, and I was like, hmm, maybe this is exactly what I'm supposed to pray about. So, uh, or sorry, what I'm supposed to share. Um, and it's something that God's been teaching me, and I want to be able to share with you. Okay? Cool. But let's, before we get into it, let's just go ahead and pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, God, for uh, this church, God, for every person that is here, everybody, everybody that's on their way, God. We just pray that your spirit just continues to move, Lord. We just ask, God, that you open our hearts to receive and open our ears to receive, Heavenly Father, God. Cover each uh, one of us, God, in your blood and your Holy Spirit, God. And we just pray, Lord, that... Um, this word will really touch, touch us in a, in a special way, God. In the mind's name, just we pray. Amen. Cool, cool, cool. Can y'all turn me down in this monitor? I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't really like hearing my voice. So <laughs> um, that's what happens sometimes. Like I said, I have an amazing message for you guys. And I'm not going to, like, just go around the bush, but we're going to kind of build this message. And, uh, of course, we are focusing on the voice of God. And I I believe that some of us may not actually know the characteristics of what the voice of God entails. So we're just going to go through that real quick. I have a brief summary of points that can kind of characterize what or how the voice of God uh, or what the voice of God can contain. Cool? Cool. So if you're taking notes, just say this. This is the characteristics of God's voice. Everybody say that. The characteristics of God's voice. Perfect. Now, in the Bible, usually... God's voice can be characterized as a voice that gives life. Everybody said that, gives life. And we see that in Genesis 1, in the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. You don't necessarily have to turn there. I'll just read it real quick. Excuse me. It says, the earth was formless and desolate. The raging ocean that covered everything was engulfed in total darkness. And the spirit of God was moving over the water. Verse 3, then God commanded Let there be light, and light appeared. And in verse 4, it says, and it was good. So from this verse alone, we're able to see that the voice of God has a characteristic of giving life, good life, 
We see this a lot with Jesus Christ, literally his voice. He would say, wake up, Lazarus. And what happened? Lazarus was risen up. He was alive. And that's a characteristic of the voice of God. All right, number two. A characteristic of the voice of God is that it gives clarity slash revelation. Everybody say that. Clarity slash revelation. We see this as well in the Old Testament. God would speak to prophets and he would give them a revelation as far as what would happen with his people. He would say, this is what's going to happen here. Uh, do this. Tell them this. He would reveal to them these things. We also see this with Elijah. There was no rain at a point, and he was hungry. So God said, go to the city of Zarephath where you'll meet a widow and find food. So God's voice can give clarity or revelation. Let's move on. God's voice has a characteristic of giving vision. Everybody say vision. We see that in Genesis 17, where God tells Abraham that he's going to be the father of many nations. A lot of our parents uh, went to God and, and, and seeked God for vision as far as where to take the family, vision as far as where to go. A lot of us right now are praying for vision. Why? Because once we have vision, we know where we're going. We, we, we know what steps to take, right? Cool. So another one. A characteristic of the voice of God is that it affirms. Everybody say affirms. Affirms. What does affirm mean? It basically an approval. Emeka talked about this last week. In Matthew 3, 17, John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus Christ. And as Jesus Christ came from the water, the heavens opened. And God says, this is my son, my beloved son, in who I am well pleased. A lot of us right now are in, in a weird place. We're trying to figure out if we should go to this job, we should go to this school, we should take this, this opportunity, and we're waiting for the voice of God to what? Affirm the decision that we want to make. So if you want to summarize this, like I said, some characteristics briefly. Like I said, it gives life, it gives clarity slash revelation, he gives vision, and it affirms. Cool? We got that? Cool. Now, I will say this. We have to understand that God speaks to everyone differently. God speaks to everyone differently. So what that means is that the way God is going to speak to me may not be the way he speaks to uh, a Mecca or a, another one of you guys. Another thing is that you have to understand that the voice of God can be manifested through anything and everything. We see this in scripture. God speaks through a donkey. <laughs> God can speak through you. God can speak to you through a situation or a circumstance. He can audibly speak to you. For some of us, he's spoken to us through dreams. We have to understand that God is not going to speak to someone the, way, the same way, or he's not going to speak to us the same way he spoke to somebody else. God's voice is going to speak to us uniquely to us. We cannot put God's voice in a box by thinking we're audibly going to hear him or we think we're going to just dream about things and he's going to always speak to us that way. This is why it's very important that as a believer, we have to continually seek how God will speak to us. I always pray this prayer. God, speak to me in a way that I can understand. Because the truth is that if I'm looking for, if I'm looking to hear the voice of God, and really he speaks to me through dreams, what happens is that I have a disconnect now. Cool? Right. So, like I said, as the voice of God is such a unique such amazing thing. We have to understand that the God, God's voice is actually very valuable. It's expensive. Imagine, it can give life. It can give revelation, affirm. It has blessings attached to it. It can show you what's next. I'd like to say if God's voice was in a can, 
and was actually a bottle or something, it would probably be in the most heavily guarded uh, building in the world. Let's be real. It would probably be in the most heavily guarded building in the world because it is that unique. It is that special. It is that amazing. And if anything we know about culture is this. If there's something that's expensive, that's unique, that is awesome, that is great, there's always going to be a counterfeit. There's always going to be a counterfeit, whether you want to call it your Birkin bags or your coach bags, your weave, whatever you want to. <laughs> there's always a counterfeit of it. The most expensive weave, you see it's like $400, $500. Some shoes are like $600, but there's always a counterfeit when people realize that there's actually something valuable for the real. And what is a counterfeit? A counterfeit is literally this. It is made an exact imitation of something valuable or important with the intention to deceive or defraud. I'll say it again. A counterfeit is made an exact imitation of something valuable or important with the intention to deceive or defraud. Now, you should be taking notes already, but the title of my message is this, The Counterfeit of God's Voice. The Counterfeit of God's Voice. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to counterfeits, I like to say it can be a complete contradiction. You can notice that it's completely false. We see this in scripture in Matthew when Jesus is being tested by Satan and Satan tells him to bow to him. That's completely contradict, it completely contradicts scripture where uh, Jesus even says that, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God. That is completely contradicting. But there's other situations where it can literally be almost the exact same. It can sound the exact same. It can look the exact same. Sometimes counterfeits are so very close to the, to the real one that you actually think the counterfeit is the real one, right? See, the thing about counterfeits is that it can offer the same things up front, but the back end is contained with a recipe for disaster. So I see this a lot of times. There's certain things like, for instance, I buy sneakers, right? And they always say that you have to be very careful with buying fake sneakers because a lot of times these fake sneakers fund sex trafficking. The thing is that it looks exactly, just exactly alike. Why does it matter to you? Because the thing is that if it looks the same, no one's going to be able to tell. But here's the thing. The back end of it is funding something that is killing people, that is selling girls into slavery. And you will never know that because here's the thing. Up front, it looks the exact same, just for a better price, for less sacrifice. Now, here's the thing. We live in a culture where we are always surrounded by counterfeits of God's voice. But a lot of us don't realize that we're constantly being exposed to them. So I'm going to let you guys know how we are exposed to the counterfeit of God's voice. So number one, we are exposed to the counterfeit of God's voice by where we go. By where we go. So I'll give you guys an example. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you were to walk into a coach store right now or a Gucci store and buy a Gucci bag there, What's probably going to happen is that I can guarantee you that that Gucci bag or whatever that store is is going to give you a 100% authenticated bag, correct? Right. Now, I have a picture here. Lilati, go ahead and show this first picture I sent you. Now, if you're going into a marketplace, because I'm sure some of us have been in certain marketplaces, what will happen is that, let me make sure this is the right picture. Okay, there we go, there we go, that's the picture. Cool. 
There are certain marketplaces that we'll go into that can give us the same thing, but just because of the context we're in, the authenticity of that thing could really be dropped by almost 80-90% just because of where we are. But here's the thing, when you walk into a store and you, you look at that thing, you know for sure, sometimes they even give you a certificate to authenticate it, like, oh, this is number uh, 50 of 300. But here's the thing, when you walk into someplace like this, what you're gonna find is that it may be a little bit dirtier, it, may, it definitely is gonna be cheaper, you're probably gonna be able to negotiate, like, nah, you know how you always be like, I want it for $50, nah, all right, cool, come back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can probably negotiate the price, but the truth is that it may not be anything, it, it, you, you'll know for sure that it's not authentic. Why is this important? Because a lot of us have gone to certain places to receive a voice or to receive an affirmation, to receive some type of, some type of something because we, we want to hear something that can affirm our choices. Where have we walked to? I want us to ask that question, where have we gone to? Because here's the thing, a lot of us are, we wanna hear the voice of God, but there was, there was something I saw yesterday that was a great example, and, and he was saying, there, there was a pastor that said that, sometimes we have to realize that there are certain confinements that God, have, God has put us in, and when we start going to certain places, we don't realize the reason why God put us in those confinements is so that when he calls, we, be, we can hear him. So when we step outside of those confinements, we can't hear his voice anymore. But guess what we can start hearing? We can start hearing other voices now. We can start hearing other voices that sound better, that sound good. You see, a lot of us go to Google for answers. We're feeling some type of way. How do I do this? How, I'm feeling this type of way. I'm feeling that. Type it on Google. Must be real. We type it on Google. Some of us, we go to friend groups for affirmation. We go to friend groups for advice when really we should be asking the source, the person who actually created us, right? There are certain people who even isolate themselves. They isolate themselves from help. And what happens is that when you isolate yourself, you're now putting yourself in a box. So you're, it's, it's gonna be really hard for you to even discern which voice you're hearing at that point because you're alone. You know, I realized when you go to certain places to receive a counterfeit, or even if you don't even know there's a counterfeit there, a lot of times you come back worse than you, than you actually came. You leave worse off. I, I love my sister. She always says this because my sister's a doctor. And a lot of doctors say this. They always tell you, if you're ever feeling sick, do not type up your symptoms on the, on, on the internet. <laughs> because a lot of times when you type up your symptoms on the internet, you're going to find out that you may have like a pimple on your forehead and that is equating to paralyzed or something like that. Like, <laughs> like it makes no sense, but like if you keep scrolling long enough, you're gonna find something that just like, whoa, oh my gosh. And before you know it, you're, you're scared out of your mind by something that you thought was just little. And that's sometimes what happens when you put yourself in certain circumstances. Number two, how are we exposed to the counterfeit? By our desires. By our desires. You see, I've been in this position before where I've been asking God to answer a prayer. I've been needing direction. A lot of us, we, we want to hear the voice of God because we need the clarity. We want to figure out what are we doing with our lives? What's next? What's going to happen next? And, and we're in a waiting period, and some of us have actually heard the voice of God, but it's been a while since we've heard it actually audibly. So we're waiting for something, 
And while we're waiting, we have a desire within our heart. There's something within our heart. I'll give you a good example. This is a very easy example. Let's talk about celibacy. Everybody got quiet. <laughs> if you want to talk about celibacy, for instance, you, 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 your parents tell you these things. Sometimes you read the scripture. Sometimes you don't. Who knows? You know, you know the, oh, your body's a temple, this and this and this, sexual morality. You know these things, right? And you're waiting. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're waiting. But you're, you're, you're getting restless. Let's be real, guys. You're getting restless. And the thing is that a lot of times, because of our restlessness, we will sometimes run to the first thing that will actually affirm our restlessness. Unknowingly. So here's the thing. I'll give you a good example. Let's say, I remember in college, this would always happen. I'm like, bro, I'm going to study tonight. It's Friday night. I got to catch up. I have an exam on Tuesday. I'm going to study tonight. Cool. Low-key, I know there's a party happening, but it's okay. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to study tonight. Cool. Out of nowhere, you know, I'm studying. Get a phone call. Hey, bro, you coming with us? We're about to go to the party. Hmm. That might be a sign. That might just be a sign. That might just be a sign. Here's the thing. It might, it might seem like a sign, but here's the thing. Because it's already in your heart, whatever is talking to you that, that, that matches what's in your heart, you're going to manifest. You're going to manifest it. So a lot of us are looking for voices that will affirm our heart's desires. And here's the thing. When we have certain desires in our heart, whether it may be lust, maybe, whether we're, we're, somebody was talking about us and we're angry right now, we're looking for that person that will tell us, block him. We're not looking for the, it's okay, don't worry. Like, don't, like what did you do wrong? What did I do wrong? Did no, we're looking for the people that will support us. We're looking for the situations. We're looking for the tweets that say, oh, if, you, if this happens, do this. And the thing is that when we find those things, we always feel like it's the voice of God because of timing. When we have desires in our hearts, we will always naturally tune ourselves to those things. So here's a good example. Let's say you're feeling lonely. And you, you're feeling as if maybe no one is looking at you. You're not feeling the best, like no one is telling you you're beautiful. The first guy that starts to affirm you, you now start to go towards. I'll come for the guys. You're feeling insecure. You're feeling as if like you're not really the quote-unquote alpha male. The first woman that strokes your ego, you're now like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're now ready to, like, give her attention. You see, when so, when you, whatever you're broke or something, what's say you need money? Because we've all been there. There's always going to be that friend that's like, bro, you need to join this thing, bro. I'm not, I'm not even about to try, trying to come for anybody, but, you know. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> like, bro, you got to come through this thing, bro. Like, 5 to $50, bro. I got you, bro. Trust me, bro. All you got to do is do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Before you know it, bro, I remember I had friends in college. This is, like, way off topic. I had friends in college. I love them all. And they're, <laughs> they're amazing people. But, like, you know, they had to make money sometimes. And, of course, they did fraudulent things. <laughs> <laughs> But it'll be so funny because a lot of times, like, it's always the people that, like, here's the thing. Like, this is, I don't know about you guys, but for some reason, like, just because I know how much, how many prayers my parents prayed upon me, there's some things that I know my friends have done that are cool, but the, I just know that if I do it, mm, 
Bro, I had a friend, I remember, this is two stories. I had a friend, I remember he used to tell me, he was like, he was talking to this girl. It wasn't a good relationship, of course. And, you know, he was just like, bro, you know, I just can't have sex with her, bro. And I was just like, okay, okay, cool. He's like, bro, because I feel like I'm going to get her pregnant. Like, I can do anything, I can do everything to prevent it, but I just feel like there's something about her. Because this girl was a Christian, and she was, like, she was serving and all this stuff like that. He's like, I feel like something's going to happen if I, so he just left her alone. <laughs> but as I digress, like I had a friend in college, and he needed money. And I remember this was like one of his first times. I don't know what they were doing, bro. Me, I just, you day your day, I day my day. You know, they were doing their own thing. And I remember at the end of the day, his card showed up as negative a million. <laughs> and his bank account was negative a million. All because he was he was broke, and he, his friends told him to do this, do that. You know, it seems like the best thing, but that's, that was the situation he found himself in. But I want you guys to understand this. I want you guys to understand this, that when the, when the scripture says in, in Proverbs 4.23 that we should guard our heart, I, I love the second part of it because it says guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from it. So a lot of times why it's important to check what's in your heart is because if you're not careful, whatever's in there will flow and manifest easily. And that's why when you have these desires, you have to check yourself that, yes, because of all these things are happening, and yes, you may have, maybe the opportunity has come, but maybe you've been feeling really greedy inside. Do not always equate it to the voice of God just because of timing. Now, next thing. We are exposed to the counterfeit by what and who we listen to. What and who we listen to. This is really easy. And I believe that all of these three, because this is the last point for this, all these three kind of go hand in hand. So imagine this. You're already at a place that you're not supposed to be. You're already outside of the, 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 the parts where God has put you in. You now have all these desires, and now you're listening to certain people. Now, I don't know about you guys, but dang, I guess it's like the day of stories for me. But like, I remember in, in the youth church back then, we had like this, I'm sure some of you guys have watched it. It's like this thing where they're telling you, oh, don't listen to secular music, you know? And um, it will tell you this also like Illuminati, you know, yeah, whatever you want to call it. it, it for, for, it wasn't bad, honestly. But I remember after I watched all these things and it was telling us don't listen to uh, Illuminati or listen to secular music because all this stuff will come in. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just delete all my music. Back then, I was listening to Lil Wayne, Waka Flocka. I know, right? Me, Waka Flocka. Weird. Gucci Man. Uh, all these people. And literally for about, I kid you not, I did that in maybe like my freshman year of college. Sorry, freshman year of high school. I did not uh, listen to secular music maybe until my sophomore year of college. So about five years of no secular music for me. I just didn't listen to secular music. And it's funny because I realized, even though the, to each, everyone is different, right? But I realized a lot of the things that I was exposed to back then listening to secular music, I didn't really care about now because I really wasn't listening to it. And that was my trigger back then. So if you want me to expose myself, I remember like in middle school, I was writing letters to girls with Trey Songz lyrics. <laughs> like I was writing some some really wild lyrics, you know. Let me take you down, like you know, <laughs> like I I want your neighbors to know my name, like you know. I was writing these things, but the thing is that 
But the, but the truth is that I realized in that process that it's really important uh, that, you, that you guard your gates. That you guard your gates. Because here's the thing. There's voices that come with what you're exposed to. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you go to the movie theaters. Maybe like, it can be like our early movie, like 2 p.m. You go and maybe there's some nudity in the movie, right? Because we're in the 21st century and everything has nudity now. And... Let's say you go home now, it's 11 p.m., and for some reason now, you're just feeling like watching porn. For, you just feel like it. But I watched the movie at like 2 p.m., why is it? Because right now, here's the thing, let's say you already struggle with it. Remember, our desires. So now we've exposed ourselves to, to, to letting it in, and now it's a voice that is now feeding our desires. It's a voice now that's now feeding our desires. I'll even go deeper. See, a lot of us, we don't realize that instead of us to be going to, because God reveals to me that, uh, Emeka was talking about mentorship last week, and, uh, and God revealed to me that a lot of us have put certain people in the role of mentors when they're really not supposed to be there. You have to understand, I have the definition here, it says this, it says, let me look for that, because a lot of us think that a mentor is, you know, it's, it's, it's just a spiritual term. No, it says a mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. That's all it is. So experience and trusted advisor. I, I sometimes realize that just because you see somebody that's had a long-lasting relationship, we equate that we should maybe talk to them because they can probably give us great relationship advice. But they may not be, be submitted to God. So whatever they're giving you may not be actually the tools to align you to what God wants you to do. But here's the thing. We ingest that, and we take it, and we run with it. There's certain friends that we just that we just go to that we want that we that we listen to. If they say jump, we jump. If they say turn, we turn. And here's the thing: they don't understand the calling that you're called to. They don't understand the, the path that you're going to. They don't understand what's happening. They just realize they're just like, bro, I'm gonna just tell you whatever you want to tell. And here's the thing: when you continue to listen to these people, you you begin to go on a path further and further away from even hearing what God wants to tell you. You see, God has been speaking to a lot of us, but the thing is that we just can't hear Him. God's been speaking to a lot of us, but we're so far away that we can't even hear him. We've put other people, other influencers, other things in the position, and we listen to them. A lot of us, the Holy Spirit revealed this to me earlier this week, a lot of us do not even know what the voice of God sounds like. A lot of us have equated God's voice, and, and, and we think that God's voice is actually a counter. Like, we literally are so used to the counterfeit that we think the counterfeit is God's voice. So a lot of us will always, we hear the counterfeit and we equate it to God's voice. But the Holy Spirit was telling me that, you know, that is very, that's, it's a very scary thing to be in. But the thing that we do have on our side is that we do know now how the counterfeit sounds like, right? If you've been exposed to the counterfeit, you know what it sounds like. So when the voice of God does come in, you may be able to know that's the voice of God. So I can say all these things, right? And you can go home and be fine and be like, you know, the counterfeit. But I want you guys to understand that you have to be able to test the voice. How do you test the voice? You see, in the scripture it says uh, here in uh, 1 John 4, 1 to 3. 1 John 4, 1 to 3. And I believe that this is an important scripture for a lot of us that we have to realize. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. 
Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is already in the world. What the scripture is telling us is that every spirit, everything that is said, every voice that we hear, we must test. We must test. I was, I was speaking to Mecca earlier this week about uh, my message, and he gave a, a, an amazing amazing example um, <laughs> that really that really shifted my mind. You know, he said, imagine if you go, you've always gone to this Nike store. This is a, a, a legit Nike store, and they sell legit Nikes, and you, everybody trusts them, everybody goes there, gets legit Nikes from them, and behind doors, Nike cuts their relationship with the person that owns the store. So what happens now is that the person starts buying fake Nikes. Mind you, everyone trusts them already. They've, they've, sold, they've sold real Nikes in the past. But now, they have fake Nikes. How do you test now that the Nikes that you're getting are real? How do you know if they're fake or real? You don't know what's happening behind the doors, right? Well, number one, of course, this may sound cliche, the word of God, right? A lot of us don't like to hear that because it requires us to read. <laughs> but to be very honest, a lot of times you have to realize that you will know if something is off if it contradicts the word of God. You say, it says in Isaiah 55, 11, that the word of God will not return void. So if you test what you have been spoke, what's been spoken to you with the word of God and it does not align, you automatically know that it's not the voice of God. Number two, praying and fasting. A lot of times we see this with ourselves. We've been waiting on God to affirm something or tell us where to go. And we've been hearing all these voices, go here, go there. And it's important that we, we pray and fast because what happens is that we're literally, we're literally starving our flesh and tuning ourselves to hear God. Tuning ourselves to receive whatever God, God wants us to receive. This is why in Matthew 7 to 21, when the, when the disciples were trying to, uh, to, to heal or trying, to, um, trying to, uh, to, 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 to take out the spirit from this person, they could not do it. And they asked Jesus, why, like, why couldn't we do it? He says, there's certain things that you have to do by prayer and fasting. So there's certain things, there's certain voices that you can only discern by prayer and fasting. Number three, multiple confirmations. Multiple confirmations. This is a really important one because a lot of times I remember in school they'll always say that if you've had a prophecy spoken over you, don't just run with it. Look for the confirmations. Do you, have, do, you, do, do you have a dream about it? Is there someone that you trust as a mentor who is uh, submitted to God that's, that says something about it to you? A lot of times I test the voice by multiple confirmations. Something will happen one day and then the next day, maybe I've been thinking about it, you know, it's been within me, but I don't really know what to say. I don't really know what to decide. And then maybe two weeks later, somebody's like, oh, you know, I think that you should do this. And I'm like, hmm, really, okay. Because I'm testing it, I'm, I'm, that's, a, that's another confirmation. And then as I keep on going, maybe my parents say, oh, you know, this is something that you, that's three. And you start to realize that, okay, this is multiple confirmations. And the fourth one, I'm going to tell a brief story before I get to the fourth one. I'm going to talk about shoes, of course, again. And let me, just, let me just take off this shoe real quick. You see, here's the thing. You know, uh, like I said, I buy shoes. And I remember this one time I bought a shoe, and I didn't necessarily know if it was real or fake. <laughs> it was pricey, but I didn't know if it was real or fake. So what I did is that I took it to a store, 
because that's a word right there. Sometimes we need to take the voice that we hear to certain people that actually have the qualifications to actually discern. So I took it to I took it to a store and I was like, all right, cool. Here's a shoe. Can you guys can you guys check it out for me? Let me know what you guys think about the shoe. Let me know if it's real. And what they did is this. They they did this. They would they looked at it like this, and they looked at the appearance of it. They're like, hmm. They just checked it out, like, okay. And they're like, okay, cool, all right, cool. So then they're like, all right, cool, let's let's touch it. Let's see how the quality of the leather is. Let's see what this feels like. All right, cool. All right, this seems pretty cool. And what they then did is, you know, they now started going inside, checking the details, the stitching, you know. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're looking at it, it's like, okay, cool. So I remember, I remember that story, they were like, yeah, this, this shoe's good. I was like, all right, cool, you know, that's fine with me. So went to another store, I was like, let me just confirm to make sure, I went to another store, and, <laughs> you know, gotta be honest. So I went to another store, that's another word. Don't just stop at one confirmation, don't just stop at one approval. Keep on testing it. So I went to another store, and you know what they did? They didn't even touch it, they didn't even look at it. They just, they just said, all right, cool, get the blue light. Get the blue light. Here's the thing. In sneaker terms, if you guys don't know what the blue light is, the blue light is, 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 is literally like a, like a flashlight, and you have to turn all the lights off. And what happens is that when you put the blue light on it, I don't know the light, I think I have a picture there. What happens is that it shows all the hidden marks of, of the shoe. It shows all like stitching marks. And what, I, what he started to look at was like, hmm, yeah, this is not right, because on the original, it has this here. You can't see it with your eyes, but he needed a light to, you know, and he was like, yeah, this is fake. I was like, okay, cool, bet. And that leads me to my fourth point. Of course, you need the Holy Spirit, discernment. The thing is that a lot of times, that weird feeling that you feel inside when you hear something, when you're given a direction, or that thing that's telling you no, that actually could be the first red flag. Sometimes you may not even have to go further just that enough is enough for you to know that, okay, this, this is a no. The Holy Spirit is very important. We must have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is our, is, is our helper, is our, is our helper. He lets us know yes or nay. If we are not interacting with the Holy Spirit, we're literally going into this world, we're asking for a guidance, all these things blind. The truth is not, you know, the devil can, can also disguise himself as lights. So even, like I said, those that are even close to you, those that have maybe been advising you for the longest, there could be one day where they actually switch up on you. And all these things that I tell you are, you know, you, you, you look at the word of God, yes, you pray and fast, you have multiple confirmations, but sometimes the Holy Spirit could actually let you know right away that it's, you don't even have to touch it, you don't even have to look inside, you already know just because of the Holy Spirit. And I believe there's a prayer for everybody today that we need to pray, and that is for everyone to identify, number one, the way God speaks to them, number two, how the counterfeit sounds, and number three, how the real voice of God sounds. These are very important prayers. Number, the reason why we want to identify how God speaks to us is because that is our understanding of the way God connects with us. Like I said, if we do not know how God connects with us, we can be expecting him to come through another way, expecting him to come through this thing, to come through that avenue, and really we're missing it altogether. Number two, 
like I said, understood how the counterfeit sounds. If we know how the counterfeit sounds, a lot of times I'm praying and I'll be hearing some song like, bro, get, shut up. Like, I know, because I already know that speaking evil, speaking all these things, sometimes it's not even evil that speaks. Sometimes it can just speak peace to a situation that may not be actually aligned with God. You can be praying that God, you know, just, 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 just provide for me this. And then there's a voice that comes in that says, it's okay, don't worry, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about that thing. There's gonna be another way. And may, it may sound like a, okay, maybe God is telling me to just, you know, not worry. But really, it could just be another voice telling you to give up. And then of course, trying to identify and understand how God's voice sounds. I remember there's that scripture that says that, you know, the winds went through, all, all these, loud, these loud expressions went through, and God's voice was not there. But then there was a, the whisper. It's not always going to be with a shiny light and behold, my son. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like I said, God can speak to you, speak to you in any way. So I just want us to pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to identify. Help us to identify how you speak to us, God. Help us to identify what the counterfeit sounds like, God. And help us to identify, Lord, how you're speaking to us, God. Let's just go ahead and pray that prayer. Heavenly Father, yes, Lord. Yes, God, we just want to know how you speak to us, God. We want to know how you're speaking to us, God. We want to be able to hear you clearly, God. We want to be able to identify the avenues they're using to speak to us, God. Yes, Lord. We want to know how that counterfeit sounds, God. We want to know what, what, what the devil is trying to use. That friend, that situation, what is that thing, God? What does a counterfeit sound like? What does it sound like, Heavenly Father, God? Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.